Hey everybody, Richard here. Thank you for clicking on episode 17, Metrics Part 1. In today's episode, we're going to go over a lot of basic metrics, including the P&E ratio, debt to equity ratio, beta, and even more, so make sure to listen to the whole episode. Hello everyone and happy Friday. Welcome back to the Enlightened Investing Podcast, your educational podcast about the stock market. Joining us today is Ms. Whitney Solcher, a chartered financial analyst and chief investment officer for Ulrich Investment Consultants. Thank you for being here today and for giving us some of your time. We really appreciate it. So today we're going to be talking about stock metrics important data that goes into deciding whether or not to buy a stock. First, what is a metric or fundamental? Thanks, Richard. I'm so happy to be here and thank you for the opportunity. Um, So in short, a metric is a a lot like what it sounds. Uh, It's a measurement, so to speak. In the financial world, metrics are quantitative assessments of how a company is doing. Generally, you will look at several metrics to analyze the health and attractiveness of a company, as one generally does not tell the whole story. Metrics are key elements to fundamental investing, which is a method of measuring a company's fair value. Yes, thank you. And now we're going to cover probably the most common and widely used metric, the price-to-earnings ratio, otherwise known as the P&E ratio. What two pieces of data go into this, and what does the P&E value show? This is definitely one of the most common uh, metrics that people talk about and you'll hear it often in the news. So the PE ratio or price to earnings ratio is probably the most widely used measure of valuation. This metric compares a company's current stock price to its earnings per share. So for instance, if a company has a stock price of $100 and its earnings are $5 per share, its PE ratio would be 20, 100 divided by 5. Now, that in of itself doesn't tell you much. However, generally, you will compare the PE of a certain company to a similar company in the industry. For instance, let's say Exxon is trading at a PE of 12 times and Chevron is trading at a PE of 15 times. On the surface, Exxon would appear cheaper or a better value. Growth stocks, due to the expectations of future earnings, tend to trade at a higher PE ratio than value stocks, which tend to have lower growth, but generally steady cash flow. Yes, and I'm glad that you mentioned industries because you're completely right. The ideal metric can completely vary from industry to industry. So what may seem like a great P&E ratio in industry A may not be a super great P&E ratio in industry B. It's kind of like comparing to apples to oranges, I guess. So yeah, you want to compare companies in the same industry with each other. You're, you're absolutely correct. And that's also why one metric doesn't necessarily show you the whole picture. And so you have to look at several, but a lot of these metrics, generally, it's very um, much that you need to stick to the peer group that they're in. Yes, for sure. And next, what is a debt to equity ratio and what does its value show? So the debt to equity ratio allows you to evaluate the financial leverage of a company. So debt, debt is a liability on the balance sheet and must be paid back, whereas equity is, is ownership. If the debt level is too high, the company may not be financially secure and they won't be able to basically pay their debt off in in the event of a downturn. Uh, Debt to equity is difficult to compare across industry groups as well. Uh, Different types of businesses carry an ideal amount of debt. So once again, it should be used to compare the financial stability of similar companies. Right. It's the exact same concept. Like 
I believe, I think the airline industry is known for having sort of a higher debt to equity ratio to other industries. So maybe like you're looking at Boeing and you're like, wow, this is such a high debt to equity ratio. But if you compare it to maybe all the other airline companies, maybe it's actually a good one. So you have to compare it to other companies in the same industry. It's a, it's a very good point. Generally, the, the companies that are more capital intensive, you mentioned Boeing, which is great, things like in the, in, in the energy um, space. So things that require a lot of uh, fixed capital uh, generally will have higher debt to equity ratios. Okay, and now let's discuss the price to earnings growth ratio, which some people might just call the peg. What data goes into this ratio and what does its value show? Yes, definitely uh, known as the PEG ratio, and it's essentially the PE ratio, which we talked about earlier, divided by the growth rate of that company's earnings. So it's a way of really validating a high PE ratio as still an attractive buy. If a company has a high enough rate of growth to basically earn that PE ratio, the PEG will be low, um, which means it's cheaper. So as long as that growth is high enough, um, that PE ratio doesn't look as frothy. Uh, this is also a good metric to compare companies within the same industry. So we keep uh, kind of reiterating to everyone that might have similar PEs, but not similar growth. Yes, for sure. And then once again, we'll drive home the idea of risk. So one of my favorite metrics, an important one to use is called a beta. What is a stock's beta and what does its value show? Beta is a very important metric um, as it's a measure of volatility or systematic risk. So it is essentially measures how a stock moves compared to the broad market. If a stock moves in sync with the stock market, it will have a beta of one, meaning it basically moves one for one with the stock market and essentially has about the same amount of risk as the stock market. If a stock has a beta of, say, 0.8, it means it moves about 80% of what the market does. So if the market goes up 10%, the stock will be up 8% and vice versa. If the market goes down 10%, it will only fall 8%. So essentially it is less risky than the market. A stock with a beta of 1.2, however, on the other end, is more volatile than the market and will move 20% more on the upside as well as the downside. Certain industries tend to have higher or lower betas. For instance, technology tends to have a higher beta, whereas utilities, which are again, essentially just cash flow um, creatures, uh, will have a much lower beta. Yes, really well put. And following that, what is a return on equity ratio and what does its value show? So return on equity or ROE measures a company's profitability. It reveals how efficient a company is at generating profits. So to calculate the ROE, you divide the profit by the amount of equity or the total amount of money invested in the company. The higher the number, the more efficient the company is because they're able to make more money with less investment. ROE should always be used in conjunction with other metrics to evaluate the health of earnings of a company. Yes, and the ROE, I think it's expressed as a percentage, right? Like 100% being the best? C correct. That, that is very true. Okay, good. And next, we'll go over a ratio involving a company's free cash flow. What is a price to free cash flow ratio and what does its value tell us? So, so cash is king. You can have great income numbers, but if you don't have free cash flow, you may not be able to pay your creditors or pay dividends. So price to free cash flow looks at the, the whole market capitalization of a company divided by its free cash flow. Similar to the PE ratio, uh, a lower number indicates that the company is cheaper.
Yes, and okay, that will conclude episode 17 of the Enlightened Investing Podcast, your educational podcast about the stock market. Thank you, Ms. Sulcher, for being here. We really appreciate it. Make sure everyone out there listening to go follow our Instagram at enlightened underscore investing and email us at enlightenedinvesting at enlightenedinvesting.net. As usual, stay tuned for Metrics Part 2. Disclaimer. Neither the host nor the guest speakers can guarantee possible outcome or profit from our discussions. Our ideas and opinions are based upon reliable information, but in the end, they're only expressions of our best opinions, and some of those opinions could be incorrect.